Hello, everybody, and welcome to Works Well, a podcast by me, Melissa Sherry, certified health coach and workplace wellness specialist. This podcast is for leaders who want to support their teams in the pursuit of high quality work, decreased burnout, and meaningful collaboration. If you want to empower your team to bring their best selves to work, you are in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to today's episode. If this is your first time here, welcome to my show all about workplace wellness. If you listen to this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, I know this person who would really benefit from this, whether they're an HR professional, manager, leader, just an employee who is really passionate about wellness, please share this show with them. You can also hit the follow button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and rate the show. All of this support really helps my dream of evolving this passion. And I appreciate all of you so, so much for taking those little steps to help me. So with that being said, let's get into today's topic, which I'm so excited about. Today, I want to demystify communication strategy. I used to be someone who thought that communication strategy had to be complicated, and I didn't really have any experience in marketing, so I felt really unprepared to manage and even teach communication. But in reality, you have all the answers that you need. I say this with a lot of different things, but when we take the time to really digest what we know, identify the problem, you're going to find that you know the solutions, you know what works with your employees. And if you don't, then you have opportunities to work with your vendors, to use the internet, to be really resourceful in figuring out how this works. But really today, I'm going to give you some super tangible and easy little bits and pieces that you can start building your own strategy. If you are starting from a place of unknowing, so you don't know that much about your population, you are really unaware of what works, maybe you're new, maybe you're not in a leadership role, informal conversations are a fantastic way to start poking and understanding things like communication preferences, topics of interest and needs, and general engagement. I feel like at this point, every single episode, I'm talking about surveying, but that's another really fantastic way to understand different preferences. And your company might already be surveying, whether they did one last year, whether they did one early this year. Use that data if you have access to it, and don't feel like you need to recreate the whole wheel. Again, I've talked about surveys many times, but when a survey is done well, they can be really key to connecting with your population. And if you don't know what they desire, it will be really frustrating for you to keep throwing spaghetti and not having access. So before we even jump into the meat of what a communication strategy looks like, I really just wanted to peel back the layers first and foremost of what you need to have in terms of data and understanding for your population before you jump into building a strategy. Because 
What's going to happen if you don't take employee perspective into consideration is that all of your efforts aren't going to land. You think that these are great strategies, great topics, and then you're not getting anybody to open them, read them. They're not helping or bringing value, which is not what we want to be accomplishing with communication. We really want to be providing education and opportunities to ask questions and all of these different avenues that people can learn more about how they can access well-being at work. So I want to supply you with some sample survey questions for if you are thinking or in need of building this out. And this doesn't have to be so formal as a survey, but this could also be casual in your conversations with coworkers. You could ask it on an all staff call. Um, Yeah, this could be something you just bring about lunch to the table. So don't feel like you need to put a ton of pressure on yourself to do something formal with this, but they're just things to think about as you're considering before you're considering your communication strategy. So number one are what are your communication preferences? These are things like email, text, intranet, bulletin board, staff meetings. Include all of the outlets that you currently offer as a menu for people to select what they prefer and how they prefer to access information at work. Rating highest topics of priority. My best, pra- best practice here is to make sure that you have a comprehensive list of options. So including items like um, encompassing physical health, mental health, financial health, occupational, community well-being, making sure that there's really something there for everybody. And some examples of this could be women's health, stress management, leadership training, budget education, volunteer opportunities. A really hot tip here is keep in mind that you only include items that you can act on. If you have no capacity to talk about nutrition at work, you don't know anybody at work who could talk about nutrition and you don't have a budget, don't put nutrition on your list. So only think about this through the lens of things that are actually tangible for you to take action on. And then the last little piece, if you're looking to get more information from your community are, did you know about these benefits? And then provide a scale like, yes, I've used it. Yes, and I'm not interested. No, but I am interested or just not interested. So you can really gauge, even if people know about it, maybe they've never used it. So really gauging that of like, and again, on the other side, Maybe people haven't used it and they don't know about it, but they don't want to know about it. So why would we invest any resources into sharing if employees don't want to know about it? So again, this is where we'll really identify those gaps where further education and communication will benefit most. What this typically looks like when I work with clients is sitting down, taking an evaluation of what's included, what don't people know about? What do they want to know about? So again, utilizing conversational data, anecdotal data, survey data to really boil down a 12-month annual communication plan that encompasses all of the gaps. So if we see really low utilization in a prenatal program, and through the survey, we found that, yeah, people really are interested in prenatal health or in um, women's health, then let's plug prenatal in because that makes sense from both a utilization leadership standpoint and an employee interest standpoint. So that's where we're seeing those two really come together in a strategy that 
make sense and will be more effective than if you just have leaders sitting around a table and pulling topics out of hat. So let's talk about communication. Step one, we start by setting two to three goals. So goals can include anything from increasing utilization of certain benefits, engaging employees with events, or even open rates for your emails that you can track. This can be as small or large as you want it to be, but really the goal is to make sure that it's something measurable that you will be able to track, whether it's month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year, to be able to tell if it's if you're moving in the right, right direction. Another piece I would say is to make sure that you're picking something where the reporting isn't completely impossible. So if you want to track the utilization of benefits, you're going to need to have a relationship with the vendor who provides that benefit in most cases to be able to provide the report to you. So thinking really realistically when you're just starting out of like, what's something you have access to right at this moment and how can you use that in your favor? I just released an episode all about data. So if that's interesting to you, please go back. It's part two of my building a business case for wellness series. So listen to that. And in that episode, I give you some background on where you might be able to access some reporting and who you might need to be connected to, to get it. For those of you who are taking this really seriously and who this is one of your priorities, I really encourage you to pause this now and take the time to really think about what you wish to accomplish with your strategy. This will really help guide where your efforts are going towards and keep you on track for your efforts. It's also just the building foundation block. So everything else comes after this goal. And it really just puts in perspective like how simple this can be if you're boiling this down to two annual goals. It's really easy to see the different resources that might fall into place. So for those of you who are going to keep on going and getting inspiration, step two is to build a 12-month calendar. Again, this does not have to be complicated. If you want to get really fancy here, you could look up national themes like summer holidays, mental health awareness month, and design your themes around that, but it's really not necessary. The advantage to doing something like that is that you'll be aligned with other outlets like providers or big wellness newsletters that your employees might be getting. So there's some consistency there. And it's also could make your job a bit easier if you're just taking inspiration like May for mental health awareness and you're plugging in your stress management tools. A really easy way to consider some of the months. You With this, you could also take some or leave some. If some don't resonate with your the culture you have at work, fill them in with something other that you have gaps for. So what you're going to do is you're going to carve out each month. If you're just starting out, I recommend just doing super simple spreadsheet, maybe just sharing one resource a month in the form of an email or a flyer associated with your employee preferences. Again, this might all be accessible through your vendors. So I'm always encouraging you all to make those relationships with your vendors or your HR teams who might just have this stuff in their back pocket. Your goal here is to make this annual calendar work for you. So if you're planning in three or six months increments and that feels more manageable, do that. There's no 
book that's telling you, you have to do this in 12 months. I work with lots of different clients who prefer many different timelines, whether it's three months, six months, or 12 months is typically what I see. But this is really about you, your passion, and your capacity to build this structure for employee wellness. So doing the work ahead of the time, ahead of time, I highly recommend it's going to support you with your limited capacity, but it's also going to just be easier to press send. And it's more likely that you'll have some more longevity with this project. One huge value I provide is a template calendar. I am making a super special offer to all of you who are listening If you're interested in that resource, message me on Instagram at workswellpodcast and I will hook you up with my template. Um, It's so easy. It's plug and play. There's tons of different things that you can pull from it. Um, And I'll also walk you through and support you through using it. So again, just message me on Instagram at workswellpodcast and I will get you that template with no commitments. Um, I really just want to support you in this. Step number three, you're going to build your content library. So again, my hot, hot, hot tip, and in my notes, I even have hot in all caps, spelled out three different times, is to leverage your vendors, your health plan, your EAP provider, financial services. I can 90% guarantee you that they all have flyers or some really easy to digest educational material that you can literally just attach to an email and copy information from. Um, There's no secrets here. It's really just taking advantage of what other people have built and getting it in front of your employees. That's really how simple this can all be. This is going to cut down significant resources for you to create content. So a huge opportunity there. So you also will find tons of free wellness resources just by searching free workplace wellness resources. Um, This will bring you to local and national organizations with free tools. I use them in my own practice. Um, Some are even built out communication campaigns that you can leverage for, for things like mental health awareness. So they provide you with six, 12 weeks of content that you just send out in emails. Um, And I highly, highly recommend that you take advantage of things like that to cut down on your time and stress with all of this. So now that you have the foundation, I want to just give you a few quick tips with your communication strategy. So one, you want to make sure that you're speaking your employee's language, literally. So take into consideration language preferences, language needs, reading level, regional jargon, anything else that might be included in your culture's identity of employees is really important to consider when you're writing content. Number two, let go of perfectionism. Your first few attempts will not be perfect. You're most likely not a graphic designer. Um, Canva can be your best friend if you go for super simple and use a newsletter template. You can find them for free in Canva and just plug your stuff in and then download the PDF and send it in an email. So again, don't put the pressure on yourself to be something that you're not. Take advantage of free tools and resources that are out there to make your life easier. And number three, leverage someone from your marketing team if at all possible. 
this is a great way to get more people engaged. And maybe they have an intern that could support you or someone else with a bit of extra time and creating some content and branding it to make it look a bit better um, and more aligned with the company brand. So that's always a great avenue to go. And in my experience, marketing departments have been really excited about this work. And it also aligns with their goals around employee retention and um, attraction of new employees. So there's always something that different departments can, can leverage with you. You are the most amazing people. I believe in you that you can crush this. If you want my calendar template, please visit my Instagram and send me a message. You can find me at Workswell Podcast, and I would be more than happy to share that template with you. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on LinkedIn under Melissa Sherry Coaching or on Instagram at Workswell Podcast. Make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. See you next time.